48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. National Security Police have arrested three people linked to the localist group Student Politicism, saying they're suspected of conspiracy to incite subversion. More district councillors will take part in a mass pledge of allegiance session arranged by the government on Friday. And Beijing's liaison office says the holding of yesterday's election committee poll marks a major step in Hong Kong's democratic development with its own characteristics. National Security Police have arrested three people linked to the localist group Student Politicism, saying they're suspected of conspiracy to incite subversion. Officers were seen seizing boxes of M&Ms, hand cream and other products as evidence. Timmy Sung reports. The three suspects who are aged between 18 and 20 include the group's convener Wong Yachin and Secretary General Chen Chi Sum. Senior Superintendent Steve Lee told reporters that student politicism has carried out a range of subversive acts, including encouraging people not to use the government's voluntary Leave Home Safe pandemic app and using street booths to spread messages inciting hatred towards the government. Mr. Lee further claimed that the group has been instilling its political beliefs in others and urging them to overturn the SCR and central governments. The information they disseminate is uh, mainly the uh, several hatreds. The first one is uh, inciting the hatreds, the hatreds towards the governments, and uh, advise others to not to obey the laws of uh, Hong Kong. And also, is precisely is to ask somebody else to overturn the governments of Hong Kong and even the uh, the, the the government of the, the China's. Earlier in the day, one of the suspects was seen escorted to an industrial building in Kuaichung, and officers left with boxes of chocolate and other items that visitors are allowed to take to people in prison. Mr. Lee told reporters that it is okay for people to help inmates, but not if the goal of sending goods to prisoners is to enlist them to endanger national security. Earlier this month, Security Secretary Chris Tang announced that prisoners have been recruiting followers for this very purpose using chocolate and hairpins. More district councillors will pledge their allegiance to the SAR this week. The government says members in Kowloon are up next. Wendy Wong has details. Members of the Yaochim Mong, Shamshui Po, Kowloon City, Wong Tai Sin and Kun Tong district councils have been told to take the oath at North Point Community Hall this Friday. The government says a list of names will be published afterwards when it's been determined which councillors' oaths were valid. In a statement, the government points out that the oath-taking is legally binding and warns that those making the pledge must sincerely believe in it and strictly abide by it. Last week, the authorities rejected the pledges made by seven Hong Kong Island district councillors and disqualified them from office. Another member was ousted after deciding not to take the oath. More than half of the territory's district councillors had already resigned before the oath-taking requirement came into effect with several others disqualified after either leaving Hong Kong or ending up behind bars. Beijing's liaison office has welcomed the outcome of Sunday's election committee polls, saying they mark a major step in Hong Kong's democratic development. Voter turnout was nearly 90 percent, with 4,380 eligible voters casting ballots in 13 subsectors. Maggie Ho reports. 
In a statement issued through Xinhua, the liaison office said the new election system will lead the SAR out of a pan-politicization whirlpool. Democracy has taken a solid step forward, it said, and sound governance has become truly possible. Patriots are in and disruptors are out, and now Hong Kong's various sectors can jointly accelerate the city's development and build a better future, the statement added. Meanwhile, an SAR government spokesman said the elections symbolized the territory reaching a new milestone in the implementation of patriots administering Hong Kong and promoting the realization of good governance. The spokesman said the new election system will facilitate rational interaction between the executive authorities and the legislature and effectively enhance governance efficiency. And now the weather. It will be mainly cloudy with isolated showers and thunderstorms. The minimum temperature will be about 27 degrees, very hot with sunny periods during the day tomorrow. The maximum temperature will be around 33 degrees, light to moderate easterly winds. The outlook, sunny intervals and isolated showers on day following mid-autumn festival with winds freshening later. Cloudier with a few showers in the latter part of this week. The temperature now is 29 degrees and the humidity is 86%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Back to one of our top stories, political commentator Chung Kim-wa has disagreed with the liaison office's remarks and the assertion that the election committee poll results represent a step forward for the city's democratic development. If you look into the figures, only less than 5,000 people show up in the election. And how can you say that this is going to make the government more democratic or more representative or even could be a sound system for the government to to work on with so many problems in Hong Kong. So I think without a sanction and without a political legitimacy granted by an open, fair and effective election, I think no government in a society like Hong Kong could get the support of majority of the population. The DAB party was the biggest winner, securing nearly half of the contested seats in the election committee. The Federation of Trade Unions came in second. Priscilla Ng reports. Of the 364 seats up for grabs on Sunday's election committee election, the DAB won around 150 seats, while the FTU managed to secure 76. The two parties said they find the outcome reasonable, adding that the 1,500-strong committee is inclusive and consists of people with different views. Here's DAB chairwoman Starry Lee. I think everyone who can get in is a patriot. Regarding the policy initiative or policy suggestion, of course, uh, even within the 1,500 members of this committee, we may have different views. Therefore, I think this is inclusive in this regard. Uh, We, first of all, make sure that everyone who gets in is a patriot, and then uh, we allow uh, people to have constructive view to improve the policy implementation of the administration. FTU's Vice President Alice Mack, meanwhile, said it is high time that Hong Kong return to the right track by focusing on livelihood instead of political issues. But the improvement of our election system, all members serving in our legislative council will be patriots. And I hope uh, with the patriots uh, administering Hong Kong, when this principle is fully recognized and naturalized, it will help to increase the efficiency of our council and our, and we will help to solve the deep-rooted problems in our society.
The two parties said while they will, of course, consider nominating their own party members first in the upcoming Lechko elections, they will also carefully study the election platforms of other candidates before deciding whether to endorse them. The government has announced that everyone aged at 12 or above can receive walk-in jabs at 21 community vaccination centers from Wednesday. Wendy Wong reports. The new arrangement means everyone eligible will be able to get jabs without having to make a booking online. A government spokesman said community vaccination centres would distribute same-day tickets from 7.45am every day on a first-come, first-served basis. In a statement, the spokesman said the same-day ticket arrangement has been operating smoothly since its launch late July. More than 4.4 million residents, or 65% of the eligible population, have taken at least one dose of the vaccine, but the vaccination rate among the elderly people remains low. And Chief Executive Carrie Lam had also said recently that the number of people taking the coronavirus jabs has dropped to a worrying level. Meanwhile, health authorities have reported five new imported COVID-19 cases. All of them tested positive for the virus while undergoing quarantine at hotels here. They flew in from the United States, the Philippines, Kenya and Myanmar. Four of them have been fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. Property shares bled today to pull the Hang Seng Index down more than a 1,000 points at one stage. Major real estate blue chips dived up to 13% after reports over the weekend said Beijing had ordered the city's developers during closed-door meetings to support its interests. The benchmark finished 3.3% down at 24,099. Here's J.P. Morgan Asset Management's Asia Chief Market Strategist Tai Hui. We do need more detail on exactly what that conversation is and uh, how can these developers help in order to improve the supply. Because ultimately, um, you know, if there is ample land available and they can develop, then honestly, that's actually good for their profitability. But of course, if they need to uh, give up some of their uh, current holdings, especially in terms of agricultural and farmlands, uh, that could potentially have an impact on their balance sheets and on their future profitability. So um, I think the market's adopting the, uh, the, the sell-first, ask-later mentality, uh, which has been the case in recent months because, again, of the regulatory changes that we've seen uh, in, in China. So from that perspective, it's hard to say whether they've overreacted uh, without knowing the exact expectations that uh, how they're going to be helping with uh, improving supply of Hong Kong property supply. The world's largest Universal Studios resort has finally opened its doors to the public in Beijing, following a two-decade wait. Here again is Priscilla Ng. Despite the rainy weather, large crowds flocked to Universal Studios Beijing on the first day of its opening. Many of the visitors said they were thrilled to finally have a chance to see the park, adding that they were particularly eager to visit a section dedicated to the movie Kung Fu Panda and another area based on the Harry Potter franchise. All of the 10,000 tickets for the opening day were sold out within minutes when they were put up for sale last week. Even though the opening took place amid souring Sino-U.S. ties, these tourists said they are setting politics aside. We didn't really think too much about that. After all, this resort opened in China and provided a lot of jobs for Chinese people, though it's an American enterprise. We can still enjoy the culture. Our relations have nothing to do with the culture. We shouldn't mix them up. 
politics should be kept away from matters of culture and entertainment. The park, which took about 20 years to complete, is a 70 to 30 joint venture between a subsidiary of state-owned Beijing Tourism Group and Comcast's Universal Parks and Resorts Unit. Located about 30 kilometers east of the capital, it is Universal Studios' fifth theme park. It's third in Asia after Singapore and Osaka, and the largest in the world. Spanning over four square kilometers, it boasts 37 rides and attractions themed around seven blockbuster movies, two hotels, and more than 20 shops. State media said the park is estimated to generate about 10 billion yuan in revenue a year, with up to 12 million visits. A gunman has killed six people at a university in Russia. Twenty-four others were injured during the shooting at Perm University in the Urals. The BBC's Steve Rosenberg is watching events from Moscow. The attack happened mid-morning. A young man, armed with a gun, walked onto the campus of Perm State University and started shooting. Hearing gunshots, some students and teachers barricaded themselves inside classrooms. Others, in panic, jumped from first-floor windows. At least six people were killed. Police shot the gunman. He's being treated in hospital. The attacker is reported to be a student. Earlier, he'd allegedly posted on social media that he was consumed with hatred and wanted to destroy everything in his path. Polls in the controversial Russian parliamentary elections are now closed. Vladimir Putin's party, United Russia, claims it's won a two-thirds majority, while the opposition said votes had been falsified on a massive scale. But Dmitry Peskov, the Kremlin spokesman, insisted the election was fair. For the president, competitiveness, openness, and honesty of the elections that have been held were and remain the most important thing. In this sense, we assess very, very positively the electoral process that has taken place. We see that United Russia was preferred by the voters. The party's task was to confirm its leadership, and this task has obviously been achieved. The man who inspired the Hollywood blockbuster hotel Rwanda has just been found guilty of terrorism-related charges in Rwanda. The court ruled that Paul Rusesa Bagina, who ran a hotel in Kigali, where more than a thousand people sought refuge from the Rwandan genocide in 1994, was one of the founders of a rebel group that carried out attacks in the country in 2018 and 2019. He denies any involvement. Before the verdict, his daughter Karine Karimba said that they. They weren't expecting any justice. We know that my father will be found guilty.、Um, we know that the Rwandan government,、uh, President Paul Kagame, is the only judge in this in this court. He was he's a political、um, prisoner. My father, Paul Kagame, has come after my father for since the movie Hotel Rwanda was released. He has had a personal vendetta against my father because of his popularity around the world, but also because my father used his platform to show the, to the world the human rights abuses being committed by the Rwandan government. A reminder of our top stories tonight: National Security Police have arrested three people linked to the localist group Student Politicism. More district councillors will take part in a mass pledge of allegiance session, and Beijing's liaison office says the holding of yesterday's election committee poll marks a major step in Hong Kong's democratic development. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio It's hard.
second hour this Monday evening here in Hong Kong. Thanks for tuning in our way. By the way, Peter King with you through to 1am. Al Green next, following on from the Mamas and Papas. Let's stay together. <laughs> 